Hello, welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hey yo, it's episode number 11, guys. I remembered this week. Number 11. Um, This is Sarah. And this is Katie. Hey! Hey! Uh, yeah, so we're back and we're excited and, um, we had a lot of good feedback and messages from last week, so thank you guys for your love and your support. We did, Um, yeah. Oh, I also saw on iTunes today, because I am that obnoxious person who looks at our iTunes, like, (laughs) podcast every other day to see (laughs) if we have ratings. And I think if I read it correctly, five people have given us five stars. Thank and one you. Of those are me. Like it's me, but you know, like <laughs> four people have given us five stars. Oh, so thank you for subscribing, yes. supporting us, and being lovely human beings. We appreciate it. We do. Very much. Yes. Um. Yes. Yeah, so there's that, and then. Do we have any other news, like updates? Um, I can't think of any, unless you have any. Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think we're probably good. This isn't an update about our side, but I was just reading today. There's some, like, new article or something that the church has published about... Fuck, I gotta find it. It's, like, one of my old like ward like pages on Facebook I keep them because I'm always like this can be good material oh such good content yeah (laughs) exactly so I still have them on there let me look it up because it was like something about one of the apostles like just came out with this new document or something have you heard about it no I haven't like and I well I don't follow any pro Mormon on my on my social media but I do lurk around on there sometimes when I'm looking for content but no I, I haven't heard anything also, of it I'm also part of the uh, LDS singles 25 plus group which oh my god I, oh. I don't ever leave that group because it gives me such joy reading these like <laughs> crazy posts that they put in there every day like so much sexism and racism and just oh, like horrible yuck. shit and I'm just like oh my god I used to be a part of that like it gives me the sad and then like just the conversations they have like a girl will post the picture and like she's wearing red lipstick or something and then some guy will have the nerve to be like young women should not be wearing that or whatever the what? fuck. And it starts this, like, whole debate, and then they're just like, as a righteous young woman, you should not be doing Ew. this. And then I just read it, and I think, I'm so happy that's not my life anymore. So this is a good reminder for me. A good thing. Yeah, if I was in that group, it would take, like, everything, all of my willpower to refrain from fighting with people on there. I really want to, but they'll kick you out of the group. That's, and so yeah. Like, and uh, yeah, I'm not. sure. And they'd probably gang up on you too, even if they. Didn't oh yeah, for sure. Out. They'd be like, "You harlot!" Yeah. I, I am. I will take that title and run with it. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Um, okay, so I found it. It says, "As some of you know, the church has released the first volume of its new history." I don't know what that means, but I need to look this up. An elder Quentin L. Cook of the Core. <gasps> 
It's I horrible. hate awful. him. Okay, I hate's too. a strong word, but go back. Sorry. Yes, he's <laughs> awful. He will be giving a worldwide devotional to young adults this Sunday about church history. So <gasps> oh, I have seen this, in. actually. Now that you said that. Yeah, I've seen a little, um, I think it was a little video preview for it. <gasps> yeah. yeah, it's called, like, it says, like, in preparation, I invite you to read the first few chapters of Saints, Volume 1. Get this. This is the name of it. The Standard of Truth. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they even have a hashtag for it. Hashtag Saintsathon. Oh, my gosh. Let's hashtag the shit out of that. I know, right? And also, I want to read this because I'm like, I want to hear what their standard of truth is about the history of the church. No, totally. Yeah. Because I think I saw something where they were going to do like a live Q&A with Quentin Cook, but I'm sure it won't be actually live where you can ask a question in real time. I bet they screen your questions and then he'll oh, answer so about good. yeah something in history and he'll totally whitewash it and totally make it seem like it was you know not as bad as it really was i'm sure oh, that's yeah. what it's going to be completely i am positive and i wish okay so two things i wish there were like a live q and a session and i could like call in or message in because Me i remember too. when they used to have these like fireside even at BYU, this this was like a sure indicator that I was like destined to leave the church. <laughs> I used to fuck with them all the time. Like they would have these like chastity, like firesides and like morality. And they're like, write in your questions and it'll be anonymous. And then the bishop will read them aloud and answer them. And I would write things like, is Levi loving a sin? Or you like, <laughs> yeah, I would write all that shit. I'd be like, is holding hands while also touching legs of sin. Like, I would be, and they would read that aloud, and people, and like, people were like, oh, yeah, that's a good question. Like, Oh, I would giggle like, so much. I was, like, <laughs> losing control at one of them. Like, I was crying. I was laughing so hard. Because, oh, like, I cannot amazing. believe that people actually think this is a serious question. Like, oh. Well, because they take it so fun. seriously. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And this is kind of getting off tangent. Sorry, listeners, we're going to get to our topic soon, but I just had to share this. So this weekend, I had um, a gentleman caller around, <laughs> say. Yes. and one of the questions, I was like talking to him about Mormonism and like leaving and whatever. And he was like, oh, I don't really like, I don't know anything about it. So like, what, what were you not allowed to do? So I'm like going into it. I'm like, yeah, like we couldn't. Like, you know, drink alcohol, like you can't drink tea or coffee. And he's like, tea or coffee? Like, <laughs> why are you not allowed to have those things? And I was like, they say it's bad for your health, but I don't even remember the reasons why. Like, like I remember something with tea, like it, it like turns your bladder into leather. I remember them teaching that. They come up uh, with so many excuses. <laughs> and really, the real reason is, is because they want you to obey. They want you to be obedient. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. then, like, we're going into it more, and then I was like, yeah, and obviously, like, garments, and he's like, what, what are garments? <laughs> so, if I would be wearing those right now, you would not want to tap this, I tell you that. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? So, I, like, have him Google it, and he's like, no, <laughs> that is not what you had to wear. And I was like, oh, yeah, get that mental in- image and burn it right in, because yeah. that's what used to wear oh my <laughs> yeah. I was like to top it off it was a brawl on top of that and he's like no <laughs> you just, I was like yeah 
You wear a bra on top of that lovely shirt. And he's like, oh, my God. So point being, it was quite entertaining to have to explain, like, the word of wisdom and a garment situation <laughs> before a sex date. So, yeah, really um, gets the mood going, if you know oh, what I mean. totally. Yeah. I mean, sexy, sexy. All uh, <laughs> right. It's still sexy. Oh. Anywho, on that note, um, our topic for this week is Katie take it away the Mountain Meadows Massacre I said that way too cheerfully I know right it's a massacre but I'm okay so listeners I know nothing about this hashtag normal um (laughs) because I don't ever know anything about the topics and Katie has to enlighten me every single time so I'm so excited about this because I've heard about, like, I've, I've read the name. And, Katie, you even, to like, mentioned it to me when I first left the church. I remember you being like, have you heard about this? And I was like, what? Massacre. Never heard yeah, about this. Yeah, that's never uh, talked about. Like, so many Mormons, or even, like, people who have never been Mormon that live in Utah, they don't even know what it is. Yeah. I had never heard of it at all. And so I was going to Google this. This time, listeners, so back the fuck up. I was actually going to do my <laughs> research, and then I thought, no, I want it to be, like, a real reaction, because yeah. I just need you to tell me all the things. So, basically, I'm also participating in this podcast by listening, like you guys are, because I don't know anything at all. Like, yeah. I just know it was a massacre in Utah. In I the think. mountain meadows. In that that place, that place. (laughs) Yeah, I told Sarah to not Google it if she didn't want to because, yeah, she has the the solidarity with you this week of like, (laughs) here, I get to tell you. And then she gets to react and question me and maybe I won't have the answers. I don't know. Oh, you'll have the answers. But if you don't, I'm sure we'll get another troll email. That says oh, you we got our first troll, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I was so excited. Like, I saw it right when I saw it. I, I just woke up and I immediately messaged Sarah. And I was like, did you see? Did you see? We got our first troll. Like, this is way more epic than getting on iTunes. <laughs> like, it really is it. because... I've been like, we both have been waiting. We're like, okay, we're going to get a troll eventually. Like, it's going to happen. It's yeah. going to happen. And you guys have been so lovely and supportive that I'm like, oh, my God, maybe we are just that amazing. <laughs> like, we will never get a troll. And then we get this one that, to quote, says, y'all are so stupid. You don't even know what you're talking about. And then yep. she did a grammatical error where she did the your. Yep. As Y-O-R-U instead of Y-O-R-U apostrophe, or Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. Yeah. And I was like, first of all, ugh, I just can't even. Yeah. Second and, of all, and then did you read the last response she sent us? She told us to pray about everything. No, yeah. So I responded back. I was like, guess what? We have prayed about this, and we know that it's not true. So, or we don't know, but that's what we feel. So, you, I didn't yeah. know you responded to it. Oh now my I gosh, have... I engaged with her. <laughs> I was oh, like, you're my I first think... troll. I am going to write you. Yeah, so it was. Oh fun. my god, it was. Fun. Sorry, listeners, I haven't I haven't read this, so now I feel like I need to. Yeah, go back and read here's... it. It's yeah, it was funny because she like totally told us to pray about it and that, um, 
just gave us different examples of why Heavenly Father's laws are true. And I was just like, okay, whatever. You can believe that if you want to, but we're not going to believe that because guess what? We've lived it for too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's something like freedom from religion is is what we want or what's right for us or something like along those lines. Yeah. So just to like, I mean, I don't want to give these like haters attention, but I also think it's really good material because it's just like her explanation which again to emphasize and what we emphasize to her we're not bashing people who are religious or who are mormon like that is your choice like and if that makes you happy you do you like yeah i'm not here to tell you how to live your life because at the end of the day i don't give a fuck how you live your life as long as you're not like killing people and being nasty bitches like whatever yeah and Uh, i feel like we can call out the the bad you know, behavior and the oppressive behavior. We're not saying that every single Mormon is like a terrible person, but we are calling out the problematic issues of it, you know? Exactly. Which is what any, I mean, any religion you're able to do that with, not just Mormonism. And if you can't do that, then that's an issue. Like you should be able to call out those issues, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Um, So listeners, she told us that we were being big old jerks or whatever, because we were making fun of Mormonism and we were critiquing (laughs) it and like, we shouldn't make fun of it or whatever. And, uh, and that we're criticizing members of the church and the church's laws and ba- so Katie like slayed it and sent back this like amazing like <laughs> slam dunk in your face and all I would have been able to say is like bye because that's how I am able <laughs> I to I shouldn't have engaged but I couldn't help myself no I'm so glad you did and then her response to all of that which like cracking me up was like <laughs> Heavenly Father asked us not to drink or do drugs or smoke and it is to protect us from bodily harm it can cause by the Our, way, that was so random, too. I didn't say anything about that in my initial response to her. Like, she just pulled that out of her butt. Yeah, I know. Like, maybe I don't maybe know. she has listened to it and has been like, that one bitch Sarah is, like, always smoking pot and having sex and being disgusting. So <laughs> maybe let's talk about that. And I'm all like, hey, yo, yeah. I will take that title again. Yep. Um, and then she says, our, our magic underwear, as some call it, which I'm sure you know are called garments, are a daily, which again, we didn't even talk about garments, or you never said anything about that in the email, are a daily reminder of the promises we make with him, which are once again set in place to protect us and help us get back to heaven and live with him in peace and perfection. Blah, blah, blah. And I in do- my head, I'm just like, I we we really understand this concept. Like, we've talked about this concept. We know that's what you believe. We're just simply saying, we don't believe it. Like, exactly. You don't need and to explain want- it to me. <laughs> it's like, bitch, I wore garments for two years. I get it. I know <laughs> swamp crotch is a real struggle. Like, I get this. Yeah. Like. Uh, you don't need to explain it. And also, it only protected me from sex because no one wants to have sex with you if you're wearing garments. Oh, yeah. So, and I also, feel like you don't want to have sex if you're wearing garments. Yeah. Like, and I it's don't like, want to take my clothes off. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, if anything, it didn't protect me from bodily harm. It gave me raging yeast infections all the time oh, because so of the sad. fucking slide. Oh. So. <laughs> Yikes. Bye. No good. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Anywho, sorry, listeners, I have no filter. You're used to it. Get over it. Um, <laughs> so he, so like the thing that I laughed so hard was at the bottom was like, I do urge you to just pray about it and maybe just find 
Just try finding good members of the church because they are not all bad, which I'm sure you know. Thank you for your response. And Katie slays it again, and then her she's her last response is, okay, all your choice. <laughs> Just like, that's the whole point. We know it's all our choice. You could... <laughs> Yeah. I, which is the whole, which it was like so counterproductive because like your whole argument was that and she just like confirmed it because we're saying this entire time is like it's your choice. Like yeah. you can be a Mormon, you cannot be a Mormon. But the whole point is that like we created an environment, a platform for people who are used to be Mormon or interested in this or have gone through similar experiences that they can vocalize their experiences because this is their choice. Like it's the whole uh, point. Yeah. That's the whole point. Anyways, that was a random tangent. Back, yeah. back to the MMMMM. All right. So, Mountain Meadows Massacre. Tell us more. Tell us more. <laughs> okay. So, it's this horrible event that happened um, in 1857. But I think what I want to do is go back a little bit in time and kind of describe a little bit of what happened before this because I think it's kind of important. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so if listeners, if you listened to our Joseph Smith episode, you'll know Joseph Smith died. J-Dog! Yeah, J-Dog. Poor J-Dog. People didn't like him, and he died in jail in 1844. So that was in Nauvoo, or no, that was in Carthage in Illinois. Yeah. Okay, so... Then no one knew what to do because he was the leader of the church and different people had different ideas of who should run the church. Um, But to make a long story short, Brigham Young was the next prophet. Um, But a lot of people didn't agree with that. So then there were some branches of Mormonism. But what Brigham Young did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the people who followed Brigham Young um, and I think I read it was somewhere around like half of the initial like following. <clears throat> they, Brigham Young told them, like said that they should all go to the West, um, towards the Rocky Mountains. That's oh. where Zion supposedly was, as they called it. Okay. And Brigham Young said that he was like the next prophet. He... Um, claimed that Joseph Smith had told him that he was going to be the next prophet, even though any documents that we can find now say that Joseph Smith um, wanted his son to be the next prophet, Joseph Smith Oh, really? Yeah. He, like, gave him a blessing that he should carry on um, and be the next prophet. But Brigham Young stepped in and kind of took that away because – Joseph Smith III was only 12 when his dad died. So that didn't really happen. But interesting. I did not know that, but that's also why Emma left, right? So Joseph yes. Smith's wife mm-hmm. left because their son wasn't named prophet, right? Yes. Yeah. And so it was one of the reasons bridge. she left. Yeah. Um, so they travel, the, the followers, they travel across all the way to where Salt Lake City is now and it's like this really long awful treacherous journey and lots of people die but they make it when they get to the Salt Lake Valley Brigham Young famously says this is the place right and that's supposedly like the sacred holy ground and that's where they're going to build their kingdom 
um, because at this point, that's not part of the United States. That's just uh, Mexico, I think, technically. Oh, it was part of uh-huh. Mexico. So, but like right as soon as they got there, it was around that same time, Mexico or uh, the United States got that territory from Mexico. So it was like this territory of a bunch of states called the Utah Territory. And um, so it was technically like part of the United States. So Brigham Young was like all pissed about that because he didn't want to be part of the United States at all. Um, He wanted to like rule everything and have his own laws and not have to deal with the United States. And what? Oh yeah, like he wanted to totally secede, like have his own country, everything. He... What the fuck? I have <laughs> never heard this. Yeah. Um and so he <gasps> like because when they moved out there, um you know, that's so far away that it took them like forever. I mean, like what was it? Months and months to get all the way out there. Um, and there were no cities anywhere else around except for um, in San Francisco for like the gold mining. So there was nothing around. So he basically had control of everything. Um, he made his own money. Um, he made the laws. He started practicing polygamy like publicly because. Be- <gasps> yeah, because before that. Uh, Joseph Smith was practicing it, but it was only in secret. And everyone else that was practicing it as a Mormon was doing it in secret because, like, you know, it was illegal. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, can we backtrack to the fact that they had their own money? Is that what you said? Yeah, he printed his <laughs> own money. Brigham Young made everything. Like, he literally set up everything and basically declared himself like <laughs> king yeah it is crazy he is like, crazy so narcissistic like oh i'm gonna print my own money and have my face on it and be like this is brigham young money oh my god <laughs> can i have sarah little money like it would be I, awesome i would want to print my own money too i would make it like i don't know can I put sparkles on it? I was going to say, yours 100% will have sparkles and unicorns and like... <laughs> you know it, yes. All of that on there. <laughs> Mine will we have like unsolicited dick pics everywhere. Like, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Okay. So, so, basically, he's setting up this little... He thinks it's his own little country and kingdom, even though it's still technically part of the United States, but there's nothing around. So he starts, there starts to be this big conflict between the United States government and Utah, like namely Brigham Young, because they get word that he's practicing polygamy and so... And doing a bunch of other things that aren't, you know, legal. So they try to get involved. They send federal officials out to, like, do investigations. They try to um, implement, like, judges or justices to use in the court systems. But they're all, like, driven out of town. They'll, the Mormons would, like, not feed them, not, like, sell them homes. Um, They wouldn't have anything to do with anyone who wasn't Mormon. Um, and Brigham Young would tell people, like, we are in war against the United States. So <gasps> don't support anyone from the federal government. Like, you know, he basically declared martial law 
Um, so if anyone was coming from the east, just to reject them or fight them outright. Because he didn't want to be a part of the United States. He didn't want them to tell him what to do. Because Oh my god, because that's knows. not a sign of like a crazy cult. Like super dramatic. tyrannical dictator. Like running completely like a theocratic government. It was terrible. So... Oh, my God. Yeah. So after all of these, like, federal officials had been, you know, like, sent out of Utah, um, James Buchanan, the United States president at the time, decided, like, to send the army in with a new governor that wasn't Mormon um, to kind of try to, like, release Brigham Young's hold on this territory because it was completely being ran by him. So they get word. It was completely what? Sorry. Being ran by like, yeah, it was just being run by Brigham Young. Anything Brigham Young wanted, he could get. And Uh he, he was, oh, so I should say this too. Okay. He was also known for preaching blood atonement. Blood atonement. What is this? Yeah. So it is basically, (laughs) it's a doctrine that he taught and like religiously where if there, there are certain sins that are so bad that the only way someone could be saved from that sin is if they shed blood. Like, so you, if you went and you killed a sinner, it was like you were saving them and sending them to heaven. Oh, wait, sorry, I couldn't hear the light. It's, like, kind of cutting out right oh, now. Dang it. Sorry, listen. <laughs> okay. I'm, like, yell within it, and now I'm, like, what? <laughs> I can't hear what you're saying. So, <laughs> what is yeah. this about? Is <laughs> so, he, he taught that if, if there were certain sins that were so bad that the only way that sinner could be saved was to shed blood Hello? and to be killed. Can you hear me? <laughs> Technical difficulties there. <laughs> back. You were talking about the blood atonement, and then I said, "What? What is that?" And then when you were explaining it, I couldn't really hear. But maybe it could just be my side. So maybe listeners, you're going to get a double, double explanation. But double whammy. Well, okay. it's a big one. So yeah. Um. Okay. So blood atonement is if someone commits a sin that's really bad, or they won't repent. Um you can like kill the person and shed their blood on the ground. And then that way they get sent to heaven. They get forgiven and sent to heaven. What? Yeah. That was like so... Brigham Young's big thing that he taught. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know if I even understand this. So basically if like a person commits sin, mm-hmm. like a really bad sin, then another person kills him. Is that what you mean? Yes. So for example, <gasps> um, yeah, say that, like, someone comes and steals your horse, and you're like, that's mm-hmm. a big sin. You should repent. And he doesn't I repent. I love my horse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you, under Brigham Young's, like, religious rhetoric, you could kill that man, and that way you're doing him a favor because you're helping him repent of that sin and you're also sending him to heaven because that's the only way he can be saved because he's not saving himself. Oh my God. I am floored right now. I cannot believe that that 
Oh, but that was something that he taught, and people in the church don't know it. Oh, yeah. There's tons on it online, too. So <gasps> that's a big thing. And he, like, he taught that, you know, very, very vigorously. <laughs> he wasn't shy about it. Oh, my God. So Well, that's also, like, okay, this is a side note and something that, sorry, listeners, I'm on the leather couch, so it's quite noisy. Um... <laughs> This is also another episode we should do is on, like, the fact that he taught, like, Adam doctrine as well, which I think is so fascinating. And the fact that, like, Mormons aren't tall, but that's, like, what he actually, like, his main doctrine was. So, listeners, like, we'll do a a whole other episode on this, but just, like, another, like, overview is that basically Brigham Young taught that, like, Adam was the forefront. Like, not, like, Christ or Joe Smith or God, it was like Adam was like yeah, like Adam was literally God. God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's low and like and like we as Mormons like or when I was Mormon, they don't teach that at all. Like you find that out later. Like they, I did when yeah. I started researching it, they ignore basically everything about Brigham Young in the church because it's terrible. He's such a cunt. He's like such <laughs> a horrible human being. Like horrible. Like you read, you read his quotes. Like I remember reading his quotes um, in Nauvoo because they have like this like part of the historical site or these like quotes leading up on this path of like like quotes of church leaders throughout the past and like they have a few of Brigham Young and I remember like even reading them at that point as a Mormon being like holy shit like this guy is such a twat like mm-hmm. I cannot believe that like we actually listen to his doctrine and still think that he's this great person and like have, you know, like our Sunday school books and stuff or like teaching. So Brigham Young, like let's yeah. talk about that. And he's like a horrible human being. And he's basically like after Joseph Smith, he's basically where Mormonism comes from because a lot of people who actually followed more Joseph Smith, they followed Emma Smith and her son. So, Brigham Young has his own unique flavor of Mormonism and that's really where it started and it's super disturbing yeah yeah okay I'm sorry I continue with this blood atonement my mind is just like blown (laughs) okay so just keep in mind that that's what he's preaching okay and he's telling everyone not to support or interact with or and actually to resist um, the United States government and to resist any outsiders. Um, so with that in mind, um, I told you that James Buchanan decided to install that non-Mormon governor, right? Yeah. So they're heading over, but it takes... A hell of a lot of time because they're only in wagons so they're heading over with the new governor <laughs> um, which okay wait can i just say sorry i'm so bad about it just, okay so i've been listening or watching seinfeld like re-watching everything <laughs> and he does this one stand-up bit about pioneers and he's like what is this you know it takes them t- i'm not even gonna try to do the seinfeld thing it was like it takes them <laughs> 10 years to get out west in their, like, wagons, and they're like, oh, well, just going to stay for the summer. We'll be back. And then they leave, and it's, like, 20 years of their life have gone by. Yeah, no, for <laughs> real. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. People just spent their whole lives, yeah, traveling. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Anyways, I had to think about that with a little, what is it, cartwheel? No, not cartwheel. Fucking hell. What is it? The little things that they... Oh, the hand carts. Hand cart. I was yeah. like, cartwheel is what you do in gymnastics. <laughs> what is the name of? <laughs> yep. Anywho, continue. So yeah. they up in there with their wagons. Yeah, and they're coming to like... Yeah, enforce some rules because Brigham Young is breaking all the rules. And um, Brigham Young gets word of this. And so then he doubles down and he declares like martial law and he reinstates um, the Nauvoo Legion militia. Do you remember them? No. So remember in, I think it was the Joseph Smith episode how he was the leader of the Nauvoo Legion. It was the militia in Nauvoo. Mm -hmm. And they're who burned down the printing press. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh So Brigham Young gets all these people back together. A lot of them were the same members that were in Nauvoo. And it's a lot of people. It's a lot of men. And basically they're like in martial law in Salt Lake City and – they're defending, I guess, their borders from potential intruders. So, okay, so they're like Brigham Young's personal militia, like yes. against the United States. Yes, and from any outsiders. Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, United States of America. Oh, and by the way, I just wanted to mention this too. Another thing that Brigham Young tried to do when he like was governor of the utah territory was he like led efforts to legalize slavery in utah because he said it was called of god so there's just all this shit happening okay (laughs) so such a horrible human being okay continue okay so keep all this in mind now there's this this party of immigrants just coming from Arkansas and it's just um, like 120 people. There's, it's called the Baker Fancher uh, party. It's the Baker and Fancher uh, families and they're immigrating from Arkansas to California. And the best route for them is to go from Arkansas over to Salt Lake city and then down through through Utah into California. So they get to Salt Lake City and none of the Mormons will trade with them, sell them anything, like give them any help. <gasps> so But they, why? Because they're like part of the US of yeah, A like... because they're outsiders and because Brigham Young had said that like the US was the enemy and Brigham Young also blamed the United States for the death of Joseph Smith. Oh my God. Like, so anyone that was from the East, which was basically everyone except for the native Americans who they treated horribly, but we'll get to that. They, he thought was responsible for Joseph Smith's death. So, uh, but it's just like, can I just reiterate this? I'm sorry. This is the part about like religion in general, or like this type of behavior that blows my mind. So they're not going to help these people out, even though they don't even know them. They're Mm -hmm. only basing it on the fact that they're part of the United States. So they're not going to help them out, even though their entire religion is based on loving your neighbor and service and charity and love. Supposedly being Christ-like. 
Yeah, but it just, in this situation, it doesn't apply. Like, they just, oh, my God. Okay, continue. Yeah, under the Brigham Young regime, like, I don't (laughs) think any of that was very considered. So, so they end up going south to, um, it, it won't make sense if you haven't been to Utah, but it's, called cedar city and there's a town outside of cedar city and it's like in really southern utah um mm-hmm. outside of center sorry <laughs> outside of cedar city there's this little place called the mountain meadows and it's this big grassy area that's just super twink- tranquil and there was a lot of um, area for grazing for their cattle and everything so that's where the baker fancher party stopped for a rest until they headed on towards California. Mm-hmm. The first night that they stopped, it was September 7th, 1857. And <gasps> so almost like an anniversary. It's September 4th today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So in the morning, they awake to, they're, they're getting shot at and they don't know by who or from where. And, so they gather all their um, their hand carts and their wagons into <laughs> their a cart circle. Their cartwheels and their wagons. <laughs> their cartwheels and their wagons. They gather them into a circle so that they can hide inside and hide from these whatever's firing at them. And turns out that like 12 people died in that initial <gasps> attack. And they didn't know what was happening. Um but they waited there because they could see that there were people, you know, riding around on horses outside. So they waited there for like five days. <gasps> so, and then the actual attack happens. But, so I'm going to clarify. I'm going to give away the spoiler. <laughs> the people no! shooting at them. <laughs> the people <laughs> shooting at them were Mormons. Okay. What? But they oh, were, oh. so they were Catholics for sure. <laughs> obviously. obviously. So, uh, the, the main, the main league leader of this little group, he was in that Nauvoo Legion Mormon militia and it was in the Southern part of the states and, or of the, yeah, the Utah territory area. So his name was John D. Lee and he was the adopted son of Brigham Young. <gasps> and, oh. There were like lies just getting so exciting. There were like 50 other men with him doing this. But the most disturbing thing is they were dressed up like they had painted their skin and dressed up as Native Americans. (gasps) Yeah. Oh, my God. Seriously? Yeah. Like bad. Real, real bad. Okay. They pretended to be Native Americans. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. This is like the most absurd thing ever. Like yes. you're going to try to paint your skin and mm-hmm. pretend that you're Native Americans to put the blame on them. Yes. Instead of themselves. Yes. Wow. So they dress up as Native Americans. They do that initial attack. And then five days later, when these people are literally starving, the, the Baker Fancher party, they're starving. They're hiding in their in their uh, wagons, and so the Mormons, John D. Lee and his people, they 
go they wash off all their paint take off their costumes they get a white flag and they walk over to the wagons as just you know regular whatever mormons and they tell the immigrants they say we know it was the native americans who attacked you if you give us your weapons and your food we will lead you to the safety and we'll make sure that the native americans don't attack you again okay so also a little recap so in this attack they killed 11 people you said i think it was 12 yeah 12 in in that first little attack yeah Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so there are people like dead, you know, it, it's just a horrible scene. And then there's okay. lots of people who are injured and there's still 120 people that are alive. Most of them are women and children. Oh, um, man. So okay. they agree because they have no other choice. Like, you know, they're starving and they need help. So they give the Mormons all their guns and all the rest of their food, what little they have. And the Mormons take them and put, they take all the sick people and put them in one cart. They take the children that are under age seven, put them in another cart. And then in single file line up the women and then after them, the men. And they walk them um, about a mile away from where they were um, camped. And they once they get about a mile out, they give an order and they kill everyone except for <gasps> the kids. Yeah. They saved the ki- I think there were like 17 kids that were under age 7 that they didn't kill. Oh everyone my else they God. killed. Like shot point blank in the head. Yeah. I'm like my my mouth is like completely like my jaws to the floor right now. Yeah. That's awful. Like that is like fucking nazi level shit you know what i mean like yeah Mm -hmm. what yeah so that happened and um so john d lee after that happened they the militiamen gather and they swear this oath that they'll never tell anyone um but it's it's pretty well known that the reason they did it is because brigham young was telling everyone to kill anyone that came, you know, into their land. And so no one found out that all these people died until like, I want to say it was like a year or two later because, you know, it's, it's hard to get word across in that day. Yeah. Um, and so after it was realized that these people were gone, the federal government came to do an, an investigation and discovered all these bones in the in the mountain meadows. And um, they left a little monument there. And then they went to question people. And everyone in the Mormon community, including Brigham Young, said that it was the Native Americans. Oh, my God. Yeah. And even so, the only reason I think that a lot of this has come out as false well there's there's a few reasons but they're the kids that they saved that were under seven they thought that they wouldn't have a memory of it but the kids did and so that's where a lot of it came out and oh so like the kids like testified or mm-hmm. like and then some of the militiamen like also testified later in a government case like against 
um, against specifically John D. Lee and said that he did it. But most people wouldn't even talk about it. Like they were too afraid to even say anything. Um, but so I guess a couple of years after that, Brigham Young visited like the, the memorial site, you know, that the federal government had put up for all these people. Oh, how kind of him. Yeah, but you know what he said when he got there? And this is reported by, I think it's Heber C. Kimball, who was the next prophet. He said that when Brigham Young visited um, the the gravesite or whatever, he said that the that the plaque should have said, vengeance is mine and I have only taken a little. Yeah. Oh, what an evil man. He blamed oh like those people for the death of Joseph Smith. Yeah, it's so bad. Um, but you know what? Here's the thing: is that I could already see, like, if this if this information was presented to an, an active devout Mormon, because I'm putting myself in their shoes again, being like, "What? Well, how would I respond back in the day of my Molly Mormonness?" And I could see myself being like, "Oh, well, you know, Brigham Young didn't tell the militia to do that. Like that was on their own accord. Like it wasn't the Mormon Church saying that. Like these men just like twisted the doctrine, and it wasn't it wasn't Brigham Young. Like you know, blah 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 blah. <laughs> like I yeah. could see that being a reason. You know what I mean? And like, oh yeah, that's what they say now. Yeah, it is. Oh, that's awful because yeah. he was physically there at the site." with the militia, you know what I mean? Then he could, and that's brilliant on his part. Cause he could always say like, Oh, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. I didn't say there. this. And then all of them were too scared to say anything because he preached blood atonement. Like he, someone could just kill you if you went against his word. God, that's crazy about the blood atonement. But you know what it makes me think of too, is just, just last week when we were talking about that, Kirtland cult murder yes. that like because those members like defied you know the the prophet or whatever they just had that entire family killed because mm-hmm. they were like oh well they're not like you know they're basically these foreigners or whatever going against the prophet's wish so we have to just kill them like <laughs> oh, so crazy oh my god yeah um but yeah it's it's pretty interesting like with um how it was handled with the government because I think the federal government, they tried to, they, they put Brigham Young or at least attempted to get him on trial, but it was so hard to get any kind of conviction because all the jury members were Mormon. Um, Oh my God. So of course they're going to vote. Yeah. So the only person that ever took any blame for this was John D Lee. But even though there were many people who, who, participated he was the only one who was ever charged and he wrote this famous um book kind of like an autobiography called confession and in it he does say that he was informed by um an apostle of brigham young named george a smith who was sent down to southern utah to like direct supposedly direct the massacre and no one can say if that was real or not but like i I wouldn't doubt it. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. It's, and like you were just saying, Sarah, it's, um, Mormons today, um, a lot of them don't know about it. And if they do, 
they'll say it was only a, an, a case of like these extreme religious fanatics doing it without any, you know, consent from Brigham Young. But the truth is, is that Brigham Young was in charge of the militia. He was in charge of like everything and he fueled all those tensions and he gave out all that hateful rhetoric and commands for like killing people. So exactly. It's crazy. And the the most recent thing I could, or they like didn't talk about it really until I saw an essay about it online in like 2007. But before that, people were just told to not talk about it. Like, Fuck, don't that's bring crazy. it up. Like, I'm literally I'm in shock right now because I feel like it's just another way that the Mormon church, like, hides all of this crazy church history. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. none of this is taught, like, at mm-hmm. all. And then if you do hear about it, then their excuse is always like, oh, it was a different time then. <laughs> and, like, it was a different you know? time. It was okay to order massacres. It was different. Yeah, like, oh, that's okay. Or, you know, every religion goes through that. Like, Christianity is, you know, had wars fought over it and blah, blah, blah. I love how they try to compare it. Like, oh, yeah, other religions have problems, too. And it's like, that's not what I'm saying. If you're saying that your religion is the true one, then this person who's claiming to talk to God should not order the killing of innocent people. (laughs) Yeah. That simple. Fucking hell. Yeah. There was um, so mental to me. There was this. A historian her name was Juanita Brooks and she Juanita Juanita yes she wrote a book and it's actually called the Mountain Meadows Massacre she was like the first person to do it I don't know when it was published but it was you know quite a while ago and she was like super discouraged from investigation by the church like they wouldn't cooperate with her they were discouraging her from doing it because she was Mormon and then once Ooh. she published, she published her book. Um, she was completely blacklisted from participation in like any LDS magazines or periodicals or research or anything. Even though she's a super awesome historian, she just reported the facts, and then they were like, "Nope, you're out. You can't be in anything." That else. is some shady shit right mm-hmm. there. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's nuts. But go, Juanita. Go on, Nita. Go on, Nita. But you know what? I mean, this is just me getting off topic as usual. <laughs> but it makes me think about, like, how powerful the church really is, like, as far as, like, how much, like, money they have and how much, like, influence they have on certain shit. Because I remember when I was, like, first talking to – I have cousins in California who aren't Mormon. And, like, this uh, – in May, I was, like, telling them about our podcast and stuff. And, like, one of my cousins in all sincerity was, like, well, aren't you kind of scared that, like, if the church finds out about this, like, or, you know, because it's anti-Mormon, that they would just shut it down? And it was, like, kind of the first time that I was, like, oh, my God. I mean, not that we're that important, but, like, in general, I, I'm sure that if this, like, if any type of anti, which we're not, I don't say that we're anti-Mormon. I we're say just, we're pro-truth. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if it's any type of, like, propaganda or information. It's like, yeah, we're exposing the things that they don't want people to see. Exactly. Yeah. If they would, like, try to do something to cut that. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder. It's, not, it's not saying, like, us in particular, but, like, any big. Because no, if you I know. About, yeah. But, yeah, like, because when they asked me that question, I was, like, starting to think, like, well, there isn't really, like, a well-known, like, I don't know, like, actual 
podcast or TV series that does talk about, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of always these like YouTube things or like books, but they're not ever really well known. Like yeah, I can't. The only one that was like that, but I don't think anyone would know this if you aren't like Mormon or ex-Mormon, but Mormon stories with John DeLynn. Um, that's pretty popular and he has a big following and he was excommunicated for it, but they, oh. they didn't like shut him down because I think he has too many followers. So followers don't let us down. If we get paid, yeah. <laughs> stand don't up let for us. us. Like blood atonement <laughs> shit on us. No, like don't let yeah, us. No, yucky. <laughs> oh man. That's like, my mind is seriously blown. Cause you just don't realize how much like power. Yeah church has and you know like how it how it kind of breeds this kind of fear culture because I remember when I first found out about this I was it was probably around the time when I first met you is when I found out about this and so I started asking like my family members if they knew about it and everyone was so weird about it and no one would talk especially my grandparents because they were like we were told by our parents not to talk about that and, or to Whoa. say that the Native Americans did it. Yeah. <gasps> and so I was super weirded out by that. And so I did more research. And then I remember I posted something and I can't remember what it even was. I think I just wrote something on either MySpace <laughs> or MySpace. Yeah, I think it was on MySpace or Facebook. I don't remember which. And it was something about just a little tiny fact about the Mountain Meadows massacre. And this this girl, I remember this so vis- vividly. She was she lived in my ward, my home ward with my where my parents live, and uh-huh. she was like, "I'm sorry, but I have to unfriend you." And I was like, "Why?" And she was like, "You're posting anti-Mormon hateful messages that just <gasps> aren't true." And I was like, "No, this is true. This actually happened." And she was like, "It's really offensive and you shouldn't be talking about it and it's making Mormons look bad." And I was like, <gasps> literally just posting like a fact it's not even and it's not even oh my god it's not even making them look bad it's just telling the truth yeah yeah but yeah they can't seem to do that like we've we've established so (laughs) it's crazy how it gets in your head especially when you're a mormon you don't want to hear that stuff because it feels uncomfortable and so then you try to justify by saying well, like, things, yeah, you have to justify like, well, I can't like you've invested so much because I remember when I left, that was a, that was one of my biggest concerns was like, but I've invested so much into this mm-hmm. church, and even though now I'm finding out that all of this is like bullshit, and it's like I can't believe I believed in that for so long, but you still question it because you're like, but I just invested like for me it was 28 years of my life, you know, yeah. like yeah. I do now like I should I should probably just stay like I even waited I was like well I guess it's only like technically a fourth of my life mm. so then I guess I'm good but like if I would have stayed until like you know maybe 50 I bet I just would have been like all right well I'm just gonna like keep going because I've already attacked yeah. my life you know? And you have that routine and you have your friends and your family and your social social circle that's all Mormon too like yep. yeah hooks you in yeah 
Damn, that's crazy. And I think, too, like, when you're Mormon, if... Because they never... The Mormon church, they never, like, disavow Brigham Young or say that he was wrong. They still say that he was a prophet of God. Yeah, of course. And so... Yeah, you have to, like, juggle that, too. You have to be like, well, so did God say these awful things? Or did we just get it wrong? Like, and either way, something's wrong. But they are not. Yeah. They don't address it. Yeah. That's completely true. Yeah, because, okay, listeners, again, if you've, like, tuned out from our <laughs> <laughs> memory lane that we just went through um, or went down. Yeah, like, that's the thing is that in the church, uh, they have, like, so you have Sunday school and you have like young women and then you have sacrament, but in like young or not young women, fuck release society. I mean, young women's in there too, but you have like what's called release society, which is for the women. And they have like each, I think it's like each semester. They do like quarters or something like that. Or, mm-hmm. or no, it's like a whole year. Sorry. It's like the whole year you're like taught out of this doctrine or this like book and it's mm-hmm. like teachings of blah and they have, like, ones for Brigham Young. Like, it'll be, like, a whole year where you just, like, learn about his teachings. But they don't share any of this shit in there at all. Yeah. Like, it's, they glorify him. They don't so- even talk about how he had 55 wives. Which, nope. compared to everything else, is, like, super vanilla. I'm just like, oh, okay, I can handle that he had 55 wives. What I can't handle is all this killing and horrible yeah. racism like uh yeah uh, yeah no they don't and then you also have like sunday school where they like i remember learning so much about him and i never knew that he was like an awful human being yeah. until like i read like real quotes from him and in, in nauvoo and other places and i was like wait wait a second like this guy just sounds like a total twat and then i started like researching and i was like oh he's horrible like and he has this a whole awesome. university named after him. I know. I went to that university. Ah! Every time I'm like, I graduated from Brigham Young University. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. It's, I just, I'm in such shock right now that that happened. It actually gave me like the, the chill bumps. Like it made me yeah. feel a little like scared almost. Yeah, it's creepy, and it's creepy that they, like, denied it for so long, and then eventually, when they couldn't keep denying it, um, they still now sometimes try to claim that the Native Americans helped, even though that's not, we know that's not true, because um, when they went to renovate and, like, kind of restore the the site you know the memorial area for it yeah and um they were gonna rededicate it and everything and the plow came in and accidentally picked up a whole bunch of bones that they hadn't found before so now like this wasn't too long ago and so now we have forensic science so we could look at a lot of things that had happened to these people oh the lady that did this study, she's really interesting. I think her name is like, oh, dang it, Shannon Novak, I think. I don't know. I can't remember. But in like every um, every person that she found, like all of the skeletal remains she found, they were all killed with like either blunt force trauma or with a straight like gunshot to the head. There was Or with what? Sorry. So blunt force blunt trauma, force trauma or, or a gunshot 
to the head. <gasps> or gunshots. Mm-hmm. So there was nothing like, um, like knives, like, or she she couldn't find anything that would that would be similar to like an arrow. I mean, going That's into insane. someone's bone or anything. Um, am I quiet again? Yeah, I can barely hear you again. It's like you're really far away. Dang it. Okay. Can okay, you now you're not okay. okay. <laughs> but yeah, so it's kind of interesting because now like... Oh no, you're quiet again. The The church will like acknowledge it, but they... Yeah, it's been proven that... Okay, we're back. Technical. <laughs> Technical difficulties. We decided that it's the ghost of Brigham Young that doesn't want you guys to hear this. He's totally fucking with us. But while I was waiting for us to figure out our sound issues, because again, I'm like absolutely useless, I was on Instagram looking at a story, and one of my Mormon friends posted, I should take a screenshot and send it to you. It's the background is the temple, and then he's holding in his hand the book, The Standard of Truth, (gasps) 1814 to 1846. No way, no way, no way. Yes. Send that to me. And it says, hot off the press. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I really need to get this book and uh, we got to get in on that. Did you say they were going to talk about it on Sunday? Or- yeah, uh, okay. Tuesday. Tu- so like a week from today? Yeah, I think so. Or maybe it's even today. Can people tell that you've taken a screenshot of their stories? <laughs> um, On Instagram? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Because that's going to be embarrassing if, like, he knows. Because I don't even know this guy really well. I met him at a bank, and we, like, flirted for a hot second. And then (laughs) that was, like, five years ago. I gave him my number. And then, yeah. Anyways. Oh, I uh, just saw it. You just sent it to me. Yeah, I just sent it to you. Look at it. It's thick. So, listen, listeners. Maybe we should post. Somehow we can crop it and post it so that you guys. Oh, I just burped. So you guys can see it. It's, like. It's so thick, this book, and it has, it's called Saints, 1815 to 1846, which conveniently is before the massacre, right? Because you said Yeah, 18... that's 1815 to 1846. That's like Joseph Smith life stuff. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So they purposely leave out the other stuff. The yeah. The standard of truth. I wonder, I'm going to Google it, right? I mean, okay, I'm not going to because I'm not going to waste your listener's time. But I wonder, like, if you can read this book, like, free, like, if it's if the church put it out, like, on a PDF, or oh, if you have maybe. to buy it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because if you have to buy it, I'm not supporting them. So I will somehow illegally get it, like, a PDF. But I'm sure because most of their stuff you can get, like, they, they usually publish it on. Yeah. I'm sure someone, too, on, like, ex-Mormon Reddit or someone will get it and share it with everyone. Yeah, because I really want to read this. Like, I am, like, super fascinated. And especially, like, I don't know the history as well as you do, so it'll be interesting to see, like, what's actually true and what's not or, like, how they present I know, and the way that they twist things makes me so mad sometimes, but I also want to see how they present it. Oh, I'm so curious. Listeners, if you're curious too, read it because I wonder 
if like I don't know, I think it'd be interesting to get perspective from people who aren't even like religious or never grew up Mormon. I wonder yeah. if they read it like what they would think because I know so many of my friends like didn't grow up religious at all. So I I bet that would be interesting for them to just like read, yeah, um, and see how. <laughs> I don't know, like, because if they present it in such a factual way that you don't even want to, like, research to see if that's actually true or not, I could see people starting to convert or, like, being like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, oh, these these Mormons, good people. (laughs) Like, let's not know about the massacre and blood atonement, but, you know, good people, good people. Yeah, Joseph Smith just making shit up, but, yeah, whatever. J-Dog! (laughs) J-Dog! Oh, man. Also, if you watch, like, this is, I'm just going down memory lane tonight. Like, learning about Joseph Smith and then thinking about the movie that I used to watch. You know that movie they play at, like, Temple Square? Yes! Joseph Smith movie. And you think he's, like, such an incredible man like I watched that movie like four times and would be like crying at the end of it because I was like he's such a martyr and like such a good man and like and then now I know the truth and I'm annoyed that I wasted those tears because I was convinced like how they portray him is like literally like Mother Teresa type love like it's Meanwhile, he's just getting it on with 14-year-olds and Uh, putting rocks in hats and saying that angels (laughs) appear to him. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Hey, listeners, if you have not watched that episode of South Park, please watch it. It is brilliant. So good. It makes me giggle so much because it's all accurate. Like, it's all 100% what actually happened, but it's just, like, how they portray it. It's, like, it's brilliant. That's why, that's why you need to see the Book of Mormon musical, too, because it's made by the same guys, and it's hilarious. It's, like, okay. super factual, but funny. Yeah. <laughs> I have to see it. I'm... Like I told you, I'm planning on going to London to watch that because I think it would be so hilarious. And, like, yeah. I've been wanting to see it for a long time. So, oh, my God. Anyway. All right, listeners, I think we're done, like, just wasting your time talking about random shit. But yeah. I find it interesting, and I just assume that everyone finds what I think interesting fascinating as well. <laughs> so it's all about me, always, yep. always. We hope um, you enjoyed, though. Yes. I know, it was kind of a Debbie Downer episode this week with the murders, but I think that shit is so fascinating, like, it's awful and it's tragic and, like, obviously I'm not like, oh, murder, yay, but, like, I just think it's, it's so fascinating that the church, like, just completely covers it up and never, ever mentions this kind of stuff, like, you don't hear about it yeah, at all no. in the church. It's not all. good for, for PR, no. <laughs> no, not at all. Um... Anyways, as usual, love us. Love, love us. us much. Um, send us messages, stories. We've gotten really amazing ones. And coming up, like, okay, right. We were supposed to have my friend Alistair on the show today, but that motherfucker had to go to Stockholm, so he could not be on the show. Um, but hopefully next week he will be. And then we have, like, a lot of really cool guests lined up to we tell their do. stories. We do, Yeah. So exciting. 
So exciting. Yes. So if you have stories or if you want to share your story on the podcast or join, like, let us know. I think it'd be really cool and um, it'll add some variety to our shows and you guys don't have to just listen to my voice all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And mine. Yes. Um, Yeah. So that's that. And then as usual... If you haven't gone to iTunes yet, go there and subscribe because that would be delightful and make us real happy. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's it. Oh, if you also another thing, you don't just have to like tell us your stories if that's not, but like any topics that you want to discuss, like let us know because that was really helpful that week. uh, Katie did the story and like had the one of the questions like what topics do you want and we got like a lot of responses from people and that helps us know like what you're interested in what you want to talk about because some of the topics like we just forget about it we're like oh yeah I forgot that's something to talk about <laughs> yeah um, it's like new material that like I had never even considered so yeah. if you have topics you would like us to discuss send them our way yep. and maybe we'll talk about them if we feel we feel in the mood for that day <laughs> and a few things mm-hmm. um, yeah that's it all right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Hashtag not so Molly Mormon podcast. Hashtag XMO. Hashtag Momo no mo. I don't have. What are the other ones? Hashtag search, ponder, and pray. Yeah. Hashtag the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Hashtag shut the fuck up. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>